The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome back and thanks for joining us on this Friday morning. Give me a chance to be part of your day again. Greatly appreciate it. Again, there's different ways you can get access to this. You can find it through our Facebook page. Obviously, if you're listening, you found it some way. It's also on my Instagram page. And if you want to listen to the audio format, uh, you can go listen to it through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, two of the most popular ones through Amazon. Uh, three probably, there's a few more, but those are the most popular places you can go find them. And what a great opportunity, uh, hopefully, to be an encouragement to you. We're still in 2 Corinthians, and we're in chapter 9 now. And most of this week, we've been dealing with the topic of money, topic of giving. And uh, that's going to be the same today. And then there's one more on Monday. We conclude up chapter 9. Today we're going to talk about one of the more popular sections of scripture that talk about giving. Can can I tell you something from a pastor's perspective? I hope you'll understand. Um, Pastors sometimes get nervous preaching on giving because they're accused then of always begging for money. Uh, I will say I'm not a fundraiser. My job is not to raise funds for the church. My job is not to pay the bills. That's the Lord's responsibility. My job is to equip the saints. My job is to teach the word of God. Uh, and so when we get to one of the reasons I love going verse by verse through a book of the Bible, because if I hit something and people say, ah, you're just trying to put, make a point. No, I'm, I'm just going through scripture. But God has given it to us. And so I think it's important. We're told to teach the whole counsel of God. And so that's important for us to do that. And so when we get to chapter nine, what happens is people get nervous because there are some, there are legitimately some pastors or people in positions of authority who do abuse it. They, they, they're, they're in there for their own gain. Um, they are greedy of filthy lucre. We're not supposed to, but they're greedy of all this extra money. Uh, they do what they can to manipulate money off people. And unfortunately, that sometimes, it's rare. I do believe it's rare, but it is, it is the case. And so I think what's important is we look at what Scripture says. It helps us to have a great understanding of what God designs. What is God's plan in all of this? And that's what we're going to see today. Now, I'm, I, I, we're going to jump verse chapter 9. We're going to start there. I'm going to skip the first couple of verses. They're a bit, I don't, a bit of a repeat from what we've looked at at in the end of chapter 8 and kind of Paul give an example of why he's talking about this uh, and the importance of it and that you know they promised a year ago and it's important for them to fulfill that promise we've talked a bit about that so I'm going to jump down to verse 5 and go from 5 down to about verse 9 as we look at kind of God's really heart you know when he says you know when we give what should be the motive behind it so in verse number 5 he says therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time Prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised, that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not of a grudging obligation. Please understand that he says, we come, we're warning you that we're not trying to manipulate you. We're not trying to force you to do something. This is generous. This is not obligation. He goes into that again in verse number six. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So the first one we see is the motive behind it. He says in the uh, verse um, 5, he says, we're not trying to give of grudging obligation. We're not asking you to give, you know, you shouldn't be guilted into it. Uh, I've seen in some scenarios, I've not seen it personally in my own eyes, but I've seen in some, you know, where they, people show it on YouTube or something where a pastor's up there, and he really uses manipulation. And this person gave so much, you can give more. And, and it's just unbiblical. It's just the wrong way to do it. You should never feel pressured to give. Now, 
Having said that, we should understand that giving is what God's asked us to do. And so that's that balance there. My job is not to obligate you into giving. My job is to help you understand what God has asked us to do. And we'll talk a little bit about what happens if we do that. Here's what he says. He gives a warning. This is just some honest facts from Paul. One thing I love about reading Paul is he just kind of states it as it is. So he says in verse says, if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully, for what you sow. So he's saying, listen, if your thing is I'm just going to give as little as I can. You know, let me give five bucks here, ten bucks here. If I happen to have an extra money, I skipped Starbucks this week, I'll throw an extra ten bucks in or something like that. Um, if that's our mindset and we're just going to give as little as we can just to say we've done it, we reap. We're going to get back less. We're just going to enjoy the blessing from God less. We're going to have less fulfillment, and we're going to have less blessing from God. Uh, that's not the point. Again, we're not doing it grudgingly, but it's, it's got to be more. Because here's the thing. If we're giving grudgingly, then we're probably giving as little as we can. If the thought is, well, I have to do this, so let me go ahead and see how I can squeeze a few dollars out of my budget to make it work. Um, it's opposite. Let me just give you my mindset. My mindset is when my wife and I, we establish our budget. We look at the income for the month, and the first thing we do is we take out what we're going to give, what we're going to give through tithes and offerings, through tithes and missions, what we're going to give. That's how we do it. And so we set that aside, and then we create out our budget off the rest of it. The Bible tells us to give of our first fruits. And so everything that comes in, we set it aside and we put it in. And then we live off the other, you know, 88 or whatever percentage is left over. That's what we live off of. It's not, can we pay our bills and we do it? That's how we do it. Because we believe that, you know, we do that first. And so there's a difference between, let me see if I can just do a little bit or if I can... Uh, do what God's asked me to do and make that first. But he also says, if you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. You know, Galatians says you reap what you sow. It's the premise. So if in that case that I'm willing to give as God's asked me to do, what we would call sacrificially, in that case, if I'm willing to do that, then God's promise to provide abundantly is equal to that. And I do believe this. I believe you cannot outgive God. Again, don't give. for It's not a savings plan, okay? It's not a CD or some kind of bank plan where I give to God and he's got to give me back X amount of money. But if I live in obedience to God, then I can trust he will take care of the things that I can. Now, I still got to take care and live wisely with the rest of my funds. But the idea is that when I'm obedient to God with what I give to church and what I keep, then God will take care of those things that will become a surprise to me. Um, then he says, he says in verse uh, seven, we are to give as we purpose in our heart, okay, what God has laid upon our heart to do. And by the way, in some occasions, if you're due to this, you might build up to 10%. It might not be something where you just jump into 10%. Some of you can do that. Some of you are just struggling in debt, maybe things of that nature. So maybe the process is you're going to give, but I believe giving. Start that process. Do as God has asked you to do, enabled you to do. But then he says, never give grudgingly. Don't give of necessity. Okay, we're, you know, we shouldn't get up here and beg you to do it or put those things, you know, in our place because, oh my goodness, we, we, we need a surprise. Now, there's sometimes there's surprises and ministries or opportunities, but you never give grudgingly, never give a necessity. And I will say this, that if you find a preacher trying to guilt you into giving, that's wrong. Now, please understand, if you hear me teaching on giving on a given Sunday and we explain about why God's asked us to do it and the eternal and, you know, impact and global impact and all that can come with it, that's not, that's not trying to manipulate you. That's just explaining the premise of giving. But if I'm up there trying to say how bad you are for not giving, well, that's a problem. Right? He says we're never to do that. Here's why. God loves a cheerful giver. God wants you to give because it is what you desire to do. Uh, he says in verse 8, then, then what happens there? And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have, and may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Really what we're looking at is the integrity of God here. 
God is not asking us to give and then go live, you know, go live and not have. God is saying if you give, he'll take care of you. Because you will always have. You'll be able to make grace abound. You will have all sufficiency. You will have things. You will have enough to be able to continue in the work of God. And here's the thing, though. You know, again, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. We talked about the idea of why. If our heart is invested 100% in the things of the world and we're just about gaining material things, then that's where our life's going to be. Where, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So if you're all about gaining, and I'm all about, if God has blessed you, enjoy it and enjoy the blessings of the day. But here's what we do. We place those material things above what God's asked us to do. Here's what I've learned personally. When I place God first, he blesses in the other area. When I place God first, he allows me to have more. It's amazing how I can live with what's left over, that 90%, what I can live with. It's amazing how he allows that to work better than I can. And it's just the way God allows that to work. And, uh, and he just provides it. When I could, and the time, time doesn't allow me to, I could talk about story after story in my life and lives of people who talk to me and how God has just provided miraculously, and he always will. And that's what we trust in. And so as we do that, that's the premise of what he's saying. He, this is what he said. He is dispersed, verse is a nine. He is dispersed. He is given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. This is God's responsibility. It is his integrity, and he will never, he will never be proven wrong because he's not, he can't be, and uh, he will never be outgiven. He will take care. He will provide our needs. In Philippians, when he says he'll provide our needs, you know that actually is in context of the church giving to mission work. And as a church gave to mission work, God says God will, Paul says God will provide your need. And that is what a wonderful promise. Thanks again for joining us on this Friday morning, giving me the opportunity to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate it. Hope it's a help and encouragement. Again, we'll be back here next Monday as we pick back up and uh, later in chapter 9, one more time dealing with uh, the heart of giving, really the results of giving. We'll talk about Monday and then Tuesday we'll jump into chapter 10. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again on Monday.